Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. This is part two of my conversation with Chris Keenan. If you haven't heard part one, I want you to back up the bus, go into your queue, and look for the episode entitled Weight Loss Transformation with Chris Keenan. That's what you want to hear first because that tells the story of a mother of three at age 23 overweight, unhappy, changing her circumstances, and losing 90 pounds throughout the course of nine months. This is the second part, and she's going to talk to you about her transformation to triathlete. Not that there weren't any bumps in the road. I'm spoiling things already. Without further ado, here is part two of two in my conversation with Chris Keenan. Talk to me a little bit about keeping it off, right? Because as a health coach, I've talked, I mean, if I had a nickel for everybody who lost a lot of weight like that and then put it back on, buy a pair of leggings. Um, talk to me about keeping it off and having that discipline. Okay, so I was successful at keeping it off for over 10 years, 11 years. Um, I became a certified personal trainer and I lived and breathed fitness and and that was my life. Um, I I can honestly say that I got a little bit burnt out when it came to coaching. Mm-hmm. Because what you don't realize when you become a coach is that you also become like a psychologist. And you're not necessarily, you, no one signs up for that. If you want to be a psychologist, you go to be a psychologist. If you want to <laughs> train people, you become a trainer. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I started, you know, and of course the population I was working with, when I became a trainer, I wanted to work with people who were like me, like athletes and ready to, they they came to work out. But in reality, I was really working with people who struggled with their weight, who struggled with commitment because they weren't exactly it. Contemplation phase can be so long. Mm. They can contemplate. So for those that aren't health professionals, contemplation phase would be when you are kind of pro-conning in your head. Am I going to make this behavior change or not. And actually mm-hmm. in the health coaching world, they would say, don't even put a contemplation person on a care plan. Yep. <laughs> and, and I made, you know, I was just eager to help and I got stuck in the contemplation, you know, wheel of, of my clients. They want it, but they don't want it enough. And I, I got frustrated because I'm results driven. And when I wasn't seeing that my clients were getting results, I got really frustrated with myself. I'm like, well, apparently I'm not doing something right. I'm not good enough. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing something right. So what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, then other opportunities too. It wasn't just that. It was other opportunities came across my table. And uh, I, literally, I, I literally changed fields in professionally and got into nonprofit and started really getting out into the community. And, and that's really where I started to see the change personally within myself is I started taking a lot of me and giving it to a lot of the community and people and time and doing events and sitting on boards. And, and then my kids are going in high school and they need me because they don't know it, but they, cause they know everything, but they really do need me. They're <laughs> acting like they don't, they don't want anything to do with you, but they need you. <laughs> they need me. Yeah. So, um, and then I literally just, over the course of four years completely fell off and gained back gosh almost 40 pounds 
Oh. And, and, and I got into the, a rut. Like, I still like to run, but I got burned out on running. I got to the point where I was like, I don't need to train because I can literally sit on the couch and then go run a half marathon and finish in two and a half hours. I know I can, so what's the point? <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, life happens. It mm-hmm. is. It really happens. And then I was, uh, and I have a friend, and, and I was I was depressed, and I was not happy anymore, and, and I had to go buy a whole new wardrobe, and, and I was like, what's going on with me? And my friend was like, you need to find traction. You need to find your traction. And I was like, well, what's different with me now? I'm not working out. I'm not exercising. I'm not taking care of myself. I'm too busy taking care of everybody else. And with all of that, I just completely fell off and gained all the weight and became depressed. And and so I made a decision at the end of 2017 going into 2018. Mm-hmm. I said, that's it. I'm saying no. I'm learning how to say no to people oh. because I'm a people pleaser. And I'm like, yes, I can do that. And yes, I can do that. And I overcommit. And, and then I, I want been... people to hear this yep. because I know, look, I've got some fit grandmas that are really going to dig this, that you have been in both worlds. But I also know I have a lot of new mothers. Mm-hmm. I know I have a lot of military folks that are wearing all the hats when their husbands are deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I am saying this, so folks, listen up. How did you learn to say no? Ugh. And and let me clarify, that's, you mean saying no instead of being a people pleaser yes. and saying yes every time someone asks something of you, feeling comfortable with saying, I cannot do that. Yep. No, I, I have to be honest, I still feel guilty when I tell people no, because I want to please the people. You know, I've had people ask me to write grants for them because I'm in nonprofit and they need to raise money for their nonprofit. And I was so close to saying yes. And I was like, you know what happens if you say yes? Well, the last four years is what happens. Mm. You're going to go and it's cyclical. You're going to end up falling back and doing what you used to do and putting everyone else first, but yourself. Mm -hmm. You have so, and then I was like, I'm sorry, I can't, I just don't have the time. And I could hear the disappointment in their voice and it crushed my heart because I wanted to help and I know what they need and I wanted to be the savior, but you just can't. To a degree, do you feel like as women, as mothers, we can sometimes train our friends to expect a yes from us? Oh, yeah. Chris will do it. Yeah, yeah, she'll do anything. (laughs) uh. So you say no. You just have to and you have to not feel bad about it. You've got to and it's you just have to say no to them. What do you say? Like, so, okay. So if let's say like in this room, we have a people pleaser. That's like, man, that sounds awesome. But like, help me find my words. I don't know how to say it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can you give us an example of like, say, here we go. Um, Hey, Chris, I really need you. You know what? My audio didn't work. I need you to come over here and record this whole podcast all over again. I know it's when you've got your, your bike or your run, your brick workout scheduled, like help you know, give, give us an example of finding your words on something like that. Oh, well, usually I think, thankfully, most of the time I can do it over email or something so I can collect my words, but face to face, I mean, honestly, I would, it's like you teach a man how to fish. He'll be able to feed his family for the rest of his life. So you need to start, I, I, I like to try to be more resourceful 
to mm. people. Like, let me teach you how to do it. Let me show you where to go and figure yeah. that out versus me doing it for you. And then I'm not coming back to you again and again. Yeah. I like that. Yep. And and that's that's how I've had to do some of this stuff. You know, um, w will you be on our board this year? I, you know, I just don't have time. I'm sorry. I can't. Um, you know, will you help me fundraise? I'm fundraising for my own trip right now. I it's a, a kind of a conflict that I won't be any good to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's a good, fair thing to say. I mean, like for me, right. So it's easy. I've got all the kids. <laughs> I've got, you know, the, the triplets plus a non grade school age child. It's look, I used to be very, um, I, I was the same way. Now this is a part where I can like say, Oh, I've been there too. Mm -hmm. Um, here's my standard. And I encourage anybody else to use this. Here is my standard. I can't, I don't say I'm sorry, because sometimes I'm not. I can't. If I do this for you, I'm either taking away from my personal time with God, my own fitness, or my kids. I just don't have any. If I give to you, I'll have to take from one of those things, and I'm just not in a position to do it. Mm -hmm. um, That's good. I mean, people might think I'm a jerk, <laughs> but it works, and it's helpful. And like now with Trey being gone, He's a thousand miles away, and this is not ending anytime soon. We've right. got six more months of this. I I've also had to get very comfortable with saying no. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would encourage folks, this is an exercise in figure out what you're going to say before someone approaches you with it, because then you feel a lot more confident saying it if you know your words. Right. That's true. That's true. I it's very <sighs> much the truth. So now look at you. So 90 pounds. Then those four years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then um, talk to me about where you are now. And see, I know you. Mm -hmm. And I know you've hit your stride with fitness. But I want my audience to hear about how you've hit your stride with fitness right alongside grandmotherhood. Mm -hmm. Yep. So <laughs> um, now that I've decided to commit to myself, uh, I, I got back into running. And I really surrounded myself with people who like to do things that I like to do. Um, that's another thing that I think is really important. It's, you know, I have a lot of friends, but if you want to do something, the, it's better to associate yourself with the people who do things that you want to do too. Um, and that has helped me. Like, I love my old friends. I love them. But if I keep hanging out with them, I'm not going to wake up Saturday morning for that long ride. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, um, I, was talked into doing a relay for the Ironman North Carolina um, as the runner. And it was a, it's a different experience than a running race. It's like a whole nother level. And so um, I thought it was cool. And they were like, now that you've done the relay, you need to do a whole, <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm not, mm -mm, I can't do that. I can't do that. I don't know how to swim. I can float, you know, doggy paddle and I don't have a bike. I can't do that. Well, my friends never gave up on me. They kept pushing and pushing to me to do it, pushing. And so I don't know what happened. My husband was gone too, cause we're still active duty. He's always gone too. Uh, but one night I was at home alone and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I just literally went from zero to a hundred. Never did a triathlon before. Signed up for a half Ironman. <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> for those that don't know, tell us the distances in the swim, bike, run for a half Ironman. Wow. Uh, so For starters, there are two shorter distances. You can dip your toe in the water. <laughs> so a uh, half Ironman consists of a 1.2 mile swim. 
and it's an open water swim, meaning not in a pool. You're out there against some current and some waves <laughs> and whatever, the weathers. <laughs> and uh, um, then a 56-mile bike ride, and then a half marathon, a 13.1-mile run. Um, so signed up for it because I have that tendency, like if I'm going to commit to something, do it and commit to it and then figure it out as you go. And that's what I did. Build a parachute on the way down. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Figure it out. Um, so immediately I was like, okay, crap. I have no idea what I'm doing. I need a bike. Um, I don't know anything about swimming. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Hold the phone. You signed up for a half Ironman and you did not own a bike when you hit submit on that registration. Correct. Alrighty. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I, it's funny because you just meet people and they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so said she was selling a bike. I was like, really? So I hopped on that and I mean, I bought a bike for a hundred dollars, a used bike for a hundred dollars and it's an older bike. And I mean like old, like 10 something years old and it, and it, you know, doesn't, it's not fast and it's heavy and it's, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a bike. And you know, a lot of people are like, you should get regular pedals first. And I'm like, well, if the goal is to do it clipped in, let's just get them clipped. And I'm, you know, I don't like to baby. We're just going to go all the way. Of course you don't. Your first trip to the gym, you're like, I'm going to this treadmill for 60 minutes and this is just what's going to happen. Yep. So I got my, I mean, I went and spent probably a thousand dollars at Holly's (laughs) all in one shot because I'm going to, we're going to get a trainer. We're going to get a hat. Oh, we need bike shorts. I'm like, it was the most expensive idea I ever decided ever, ever. I mean, in a hundred dollar bike, I I don't know how I got away with that because that's almost unheard of, but, um, oh, and now I need a swimming suit. Oh, I guess I needed access to a pool. Now I need to go join the gym that has a pool. Um, and I have no idea what I'm doing, so I need a coach. Um, yeah. So through some of my triathlete friends, I asked around about coaches, and they they were like, you know what, your personality would go really good with this guy that I know. And so I just hit him up on Facebook, never heard of me before, but I'm like, I need a coach, and start asking all kinds of questions, because I really need guidance, I have no idea what I'm doing. And he is literally the perfect fit for me. You, you know good. Joey. Yeah. 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 He's my coach. Awesome. And awesome. Like I, I can, I don't wear my sleeve on my shoulder and he doesn't coach that way. Like he, like, he's like, let's go. And he mm-hmm. tells me things that he knows how to motivate me. I want people to hear too. You are a fitness professional. You gave us all of your credentials. You have all the alphabet suit behind your name, but like, I love that you, it's like, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And yep. triathlon is new to me. So I'm going to get the expert. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Well, I just felt like I was flailing without like, it's a whole new world. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, um, swimming has been my biggest struggle because I was not a swimmer growing up. Like I went to the pool and I tanned and when I got hot, I jumped in the water <laughs> and then I got out. <laughs> so, um, so that was a struggle and I almost quit triathlon because of the swim. Um, I, as, so as runners, we breathe in our nose, mm-hmm. out our mouth. As a swimmer, we breathe in our mouth and out our nose. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I just felt panicky all the time in the water. I couldn't breathe. And, uh, my goal. So, okay. The big goal is I signed up for the Ironman, but in between I was at least a little bit smart. I was like, I know I lead, I at least need some experience. So I'm going to sign up for a sprint here 
and an international distance here, which are all small. Mm -hmm. but the smallest is a sprint, and then the international is the next, and then it's the half. So this would be like a marathoner saying, okay, cool, I'm going to commit to this marathon at the end of the year, but then within my training, mm -hmm. I'm going to do a 5K. Got it. Yep. Got it. Absolutely. Um, and, and I know I would need that experience because it's not just you go and you swim and you bike and you run. There's this transition between them. Oh, yeah. And that within itself is a race. Because <laughs> I've only done one try. First of all, I um, practiced in the pool, which is stupid when you have an open water swim. And right the first minute, like somebody kicked off my goggles and then there I am at this lake. And then um, I thought I did pretty well on my transitions until one of my friends who was well-versed and a very talented athlete in triathlon looked at my transition times and said, and I quote, <laughs> would you make a sandwich? <laughs> um, transitions. Yep. <sighs> and, and how to set up so that you are as fast as you can be. Like, I... I don't know any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, thankfully, I, I joined the Tri Warriors. Okay. Because it's a group of people who do triathlons. And I'm like, I need all the advice and resources I can get. And I'm, they were, they are the best group ever. Like, they take newcomers in under their arm. And they'll give you all the tips. And don't, don't, don't make you feel bad about it at all. They have meetups for people who are new like developmental yeah. riding learn how to ride learn how to signal learn how to like there's so much you just yeah. don't know I like what you're saying about community too mm -hmm. like first of all hey I had to drop the friends that didn't support this lifestyle so like you know in the vein of like oh you become the person you spend you know the five people you spend the most time with mm -hmm. but then also tapping into your tribe regardless of Regardless of how you train, having that tribe and those people that have been there before you to guide you and help you. Yep. Sometimes our egos get too big yep. and we won't take that help. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, they held clinics and, and Joey actually uh, conducted our um, transition clinic. And I, this is before any of my first races and it was perfect because you literally practice transition Mm. Um, because it is, there is a science to it. Mm -hmm. it. There really is. It's like, where should your helmet be? How do you pack? What do you put out first? What, how can you be as fast as you possibly can be so you can get back out there? Cause you literally are timed on your transition. It mm -hmm. is a part of the race. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, they have open swim clinic. They had all kinds of stuff that really helped. Um, and I tell you what, I've become a fan of YouTube. I literally have learned a lot about swimming from YouTube <laughs> yeah. Um, but my first, my first race was in May last year and the route was extremely hilly. The open water swim, I was still was not quite used to swimming yet. I just couldn't, I was so like panicky. I put my f face in the water and my heart rate was so high. I couldn't breathe. Like <laughs> I couldn't breathe. Only way I could finish the swim. Cause I'm not a quitter. I might be last or next to last, but I'm not going to quit. <laughs> I flipped over and backstroked the entire 500-meter swim. That's <laughs> the only way I could finish. There's a will, there's a way. Backstroke. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I came Is out. Is there video footage of this oh somewhere? Oh, my God. <laughs> if there were, I would watch it daily just to laugh and remind me how far I've come, too. Yes. Like, um, I was the fourth. Like, it's funny to laugh about now, but... That was probably a really terrifying moment for you. I wasn't scared. I was, I, I'm really hard on myself. 
I wasn't scared. I'm like, I'm not going to drown, but I don't want to be last. It's my mentality. It's hard too coming from a running background when this when your weakest event comes first. <laughs> it's real like if the run were first and then the bike and then the swim, you'd probably be all right because you'd be in the front of the field. You'd have the bulk of the race behind you. But if you get thrown off in that swim as a runner, mm-hmm. mentally it can really be debilitating. Yep. Is that yeah. too dramatic a word? No, I mean No, it's not at all. <laughs> I came out fourth to last fourth to last in that race of the water. And my coach prepped me because his weakest event is swimming too. He's strong mm-hmm. runner, strong biker. And he says, this is what he told me. The swim is 10% of the race. He tells me this often. Just survive the swim, mm-hmm. pass people on the bike and crush the run. Ooh, yep. I love it. Yep. So I love that's it. when I got out that water, I was like, I'm out. It now, now it's time to race. Mm-hmm. Boom. I got on my bike. There was literally three three bikes left on the racks. I passed so many people on my bike. I ended up coming from fourth to last to middle in the bike. That's how many people I passed. And then on the run, I ended up coming in the middle too. So when I got done, I did podium because I'm an, I was so I was still very much And for those rank. that don't know, podium means a first, second or third yes. spot. But let me explain. So <laughs> I was in the Athena category. We don't have those categories in running. I yeah. Oh, I mean I know what Athena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So an Athena category is 165 pounds or more. And I was still very much overweight. I mean I I'm a tall girl anyway. Like right now I'm I bounce between 150 and 155. So 165 or higher. So I was about 170 at that time. So for the Athena category, I podiumed. I got second place. But it was my first race ever. And from coming fourth to last out the water. But when I got done, like, I I threw, I left so much of myself out on the street from the bike and the run. Like, I almost couldn't catch my breath for hours. It felt like, like, (gasps) Mm -hmm. like I was deep breathing. But that water, that experience with that swim debilitated me. It took me a month to get back into the pool. I almost quit triathlon because I hate sucking at something so bad. And it was a big pivot moment for me. It was either like, you're going to quit or you're going to get better. Mm. And it took me a month, but I got back in the pool and I said, this is not going to beat you. You're going to beat this. And so then I did my second race, which is also a sprint. And I did a little bit better on the swim. It was freezing. The water was 60 degrees. It was freezing. So to put my face in that water and my heart rate was already so high, again, struggled with breathing. But whatever, suck it up, get out on the road. Third race, I was able, it was an international level. So it was a 1,500 meter swim this time. I was able to swim the entire time. And, like, that's worth celebrating. Like, that's really worth celebrating. I was still one of the last people, but But I was so proud of myself. I don't know if I can get back in the water to swim. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. That's great. So, here I am. I was supposed to do Ironman North Carolina in October, but it got canceled because of the hurricane. Mm -hmm. So, I trained. I literally trained 10 months for a race that didn't happen. And so, I was able to defer it. And I have Ironman Virginia coming up in May. Great. So training for that. Yep. I love it. I yep. love it. So, so so tell me your 
favorite running route like ever, like from the treadmill days out in Arizona to now, what's your favorite place to run? I, I run it all the time because it, um, it, it is literally my favorite. It's, it's the Morganton road route. Ah, yeah. And, and the reason why is because you can get distance. There's hills, but there's also flat down when you get to downtown. Mm -hmm. It's just varied and it's heavily trafficked. It's sidewalk. It's safe. I really enjoy that. Of all the places, I do it a lot, and sometimes it gets tiring because you see it all the time, but it it's my favorite. For those that don't know, I mean, like, she's basically describing, like, the main road in town. But to your point, it's varied. There's a lot to look at. The terrain changes up, so that's nice on your body, and it is safe. Mm -hmm. Like, those heavily trafficked roads, provided there are sidewalks, mm -hmm. can be a really good thing for us ladies. Yep. So, good point. What is your favorite thing about being a grandmother? Mm. Mm. You've been waiting. You've been waiting to answer yes. this, haven't you? Uh, because they're so sweet. And I mean, he's still a baby. So one month old, to, right? One month old. I just get to love him, love him. And then here you go. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'll see you next week. I love you. Bye-bye. Wait until my mom hears this. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Let's say you can go, you can go all the way back. You're working that retail job. You've got the young kids. You... You don't feel pretty. You feel low. What advice are you giving your past self? Uh, stay strong. Stay strong because, you know, uh, try not and don't be so hard on yourself. I am the I am my biggest critic. Like you can tell me I'm all jacked up, but you don't really need to because like I'm the biggest critic. I, mm. I hold high expectations of myself and that can be tough. Mm -hmm. But, you know, back then it's like. You know, just be strong. Yeah. You got this. Well, what a strong story you have. Chris Keenan, thank you so much for coming <laughs> in my closet and chatting with me. Truly, I have been so excited to talk to you. We even get into your running expertise, so maybe next time I'll have to come to your closet. <laughs> um, and we can really nerd out about running because yes. you're a really great running coach. Um, and so I'll make sure that folks have your information okay. so they can, like, chat you up about that. Cool. But this has been a great just discussion of transformation through physical fitness and transformation in motherhood to grandmotherhood. Mm -hmm. I love it. I Thanks love it. Look, you don't even need to nerd out over triathlon to have benefited from that episode. I loved it when Chris talked about, as a people pleaser, the importance of learning how to say no. This was very important. Thank you so much, Chris Keenan, for being my guest, not once, but twice on two different episodes. The theme obviously was transformation and yours has been inspiring. Until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. It's time for the Zaya Active item of the week, and this week it is the Copper Charge Tank. If you've known me for a minute, you have heard me refer to CPW. CPW stands for cost per wear, and since college, I have been calculating my wardrobe as such. Cost of item divided by number of times you wear it. 
that's your true cost. And my CPW on the copper charge tank, y'all, definitely less than a dollar. Here's why I wear it so much. I am a marathon runner. I do a lot of long efforts, and I really love that this is seamless and as such, chafe free. When I'm not doing running, I'm doing a lot of CrossFit-esque things in my garage, such as like handstand holds or inversions. And I love that there's a functional band at the bottom. So like the bottom of it doesn't fly up in my face. Another thing that I love about it, I've had active wear that like when I wash it 50, 60 times, yo, it starts to stink. There is nothing that I can do to get the stank out. This is an exception and here's why. It's made with 4% copper thread and that is going to keep the stink out. And that's really good because I wash it a lot. The CPW is low. For your consideration, the copper charge tank. Check me out. Hashtag RunLiftMom on all the socials. Get you some. Like what you heard? I am just getting started with the Run Lift Mom podcast. And as a newbie podcaster, it is really helpful for me if you subscribe, rate, and review. And to show you just how much I appreciate that, I'm going to be giving away a Zaya Active item of the week every single week during the month of February. I am calling this my Galentine's celebration, and here's how it works. If you have left a review, you are already in the drawing. If you haven't left a review, I would appreciate your honest words. So um, go ahead and leave a review. And then every single week, I'm going to be doing a drawing for that item of the week. Get excited. I'm new. Your odds are good. I want you to experience Zaya as well as the knowledge our great guests are giving us about running, lifting, and momming. This is my audio test. Am I doing the podcast in the closet or Trey's man cave? The closet has more things hanging up, like clothes to absorb the sound, but the man cave looks so much better for the Facebook live test, test, audio, audio, hey ho.